Hi, and welcome back once again. I am your host, Ryan Keyes, and you are listening to the show In Deep Shift, a show about shifting your reality right now and doing away with all that damn dogma. Real talk on topics and tools for total transformation, basically a mindful approach to creating love, happiness, and clarity during your conscious awakening. Well, isn't that nice? So today, what are we going to talk about? We're going to go behind the curtain and we're going to call it like it is. I'm going to throw myself out there under the biggest bus possible. I'm going to expand my space and dive into spiritual narcissism. Walking the spiritual path is a very subtle process. I was doing a download today and I had this acknowledgement. It kind of reminded me of when you shop when you're hungry. You need food, you need nourishment, you want to buy things that you need at the store. But when you go in and you're distracted by hunger, aka desire, you do a lot of shopping that you wouldn't normally do. You come home with a lot of things that really are not who you are. Whether it's a slice of pumpkin pie or some popsicles or maybe some chocolate for your chocolate milk, I don't know. Many of those things that you buy on that hunger spree don't make sense. And such is life. A lot of times we are awakening hungry, like we're shopping. And I've really come to the rationalization after plant medicine and after releasing as many illusions as possible. Removing the masks layer by layer. They look good from a distance, but up close, man you can still see the pain that they hide. I put down a post and I'm going to pull it out. Basically it says, how much energy do you spend coping, reorganizing, or retraining the same brain? The same brain. The brain that's suffering. You see, spiritual narcissism is the very culmination of the spiritual ego. It's an ego that has become so fixed and solid that it is unyielding to the ideas of its own spiritual greatness. It's become basically pathological in purpose. And I think many people in the process of awakening will walk into different aspects of this. And I don't want to label this as a mental disorder more of an inflated sense of our own importance. Think about that. You see, narcissist is a mental disorder in many ways. There are different levels, though, and different types. We're not going to cover those today. We're just going to go into some ideas to help you when you're trying to remove those masks in this spiritual awakening and to keep you connected, right? So that you become more tolerant of your own humanity. Because the narcissistic tendency that exists in the spiritual realm of this is me and this is what I do and I'm special could put you in this state where you begin to pose a threat via delusional, grandiose, ideas and actions. <laughs> I mean, a spiritual narcissist is like, this is when 
the what is it in 2008 when the secret came out and Rhonda Byrne blew the doors wide open and spiritual materialism started to uh, get on the move the trap of using your spirituality to serve yourself to serve ego to expand one's own space to confuse manifestation with materialism I mean, if we want to really call it like it is, I've been there and I've done it. I just did an abundance meditation, but it's about breaking down some of those things, moving through those so that you can start to give back. And I'm not pointing fingers. This is just something for myself that I had left unchecked and I wanted to uproot it and challenge myself, always wanting to grow more and grow beyond where I'm at. I don't want to get diluted and weighed down into the ego right? Spirituality does not make you indestructible. It is not um, the end-all, be-all. It's not that injection in the arm that's going to be the magic bullet. (laughs) So let's look at some examples of spiritual ego. I would say, and guilt is charged, claiming special access. Think about that for a second. This is my guide. This is the GFL. This is what I go to. They only talk to me. You have to come through me to get to them. I'm this super special person and I've got this extra extraordinary gift and role. I know it sounds radical and it can be very romantic, but that's spiritual ego and I've been guilty of that at times I have to admit I'm not proud of it but if I want to keep tearing at the illusion and coming back down and edging out of this third density into the fourth density following in my mentors Alberto Violdo and Joshua David Stone we've got to keep moving forward One of the things is, is believing oneself to be the reincarnation of a superior being, a famous historical figure. And I I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to downplay Wayne Dyer at all because I met him, love him, love his family, know his family. But there was a moment when Wayne was talking and I thought he said he was could have been Francis of Assisi reincarnated. And I know, I mean, we all are elements of everything. And I myself have walked in a near death with Jesus. Doesn't make me special. I actually felt pretty unspecial, to be honest. But I have to be careful not to allow that information to in, become indoctrination. I don't want to find myself in that self aggrotizement, right? Also, I think that we have to be careful as we post. I prefer audio because I think it severs some of the superficial surface connections. It allows you to absorb information all that much better. And it pulls out my self-image because I think that we have to be careful that um, not to utilize technology or the 2D 
And that's what technology is for the most part. Phones and all these other things, forums are two-dimensional, two-density. Using these in order to boost our self-image or our status or to receive erroneous validation. Um, I've played hardball. I've gone online and left online and gone online and left online. I've gotten stuck in that loop of what do I need to do to gain more followers? And I found myself hip deep in spiritual ego. Then when I did ayahuasca, wow, man, it was a devastating blow to my ego in so many ways, but a beautiful, beautiful awakening, a beautiful release. And I have to continue that. I have to practice that. You know, it's like eating healthy food. Um, one of the things that I, I was talking about earlier in the live, to raise your vibration, really all you have to do is remove the things that are lower vibration, i.e. eat, see, say, do, listen to. That would also equivocate evolving over the ego, expanding one's consciousness past some of these certain states of high vibrational highs. If you often declare yourself that um, other people can't understand you, and I'm, I've done this too, and there is a fine line. I believe in the concept of, like they said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't know it yourself. So I get in flow state and I speak in the flow. But I do also go backwards and like to break it down, drop a couple F-bombs and just become myself. And that's why I don't do flow state as much. I allow any download I get to digest so that I can deal with it because it's actually for me. And then if it's beneficial for you all, I bring it out. And I do it in such a way where I try to make it digestible. Um, I think that's very important that we don't declare that we've obtained this certain state of awareness or awakening or liberation because that tends to show contempt of those who are not at the same level. And I think that's one of the things that I hear the most, especially when I'm doing work with someone about uh, relationships. Yeah, my husband, my wife, they're not as awakened as me. Well, immediately you've just cut yourself. <laughs> you've just cut your awakening out of the picture. Because once you realize that, you really aren't in the same space. You've got to be more open, right? You have to understand that karma is all the things that you can or can't from a certain concept. And it tend to, tends to follow you because of the repetition of patterns that you provoke this kind of karmic um, incident. Dharma is literally what will help you to resolve a lot of conflicts within your experience and yourself. It allows you to show empathy and emotion and to let go and to become... Um, open. When we say awakened, right, it kind of throws a spin on people that might be construed as unawakened. That's why I like to say masculine and feminine 
you don't even have to use the word divine because everything is divine from your foot to your shoe to the song you heard yesterday. Everything that exists is divine and divine only as a delineation of it came from a source that's outside of our comprehension. So when you think of low vibe, that's why I said to raise your vibration, you actually just realize that your vibration never changed and you remove the dense objects that are impacting your um, present moment. Now, can a person that is vibrating because of their frequency, which is the things that are frequenting their field around them, um, bring you down? No, they can't. You bring yourself down to their level for sure. That's where a fight ensues. So it's not about avoiding people per se, but making more select choices in accordance to being a high vibrational being, seeing things from source and from service, right? Because everybody is awake um, in, in a way. Everybody is definitely conscious. Our subconscious is more conscious uh, than our conscious because it works around the clock, 24-7 in service. So the thing about... Um, there's levels of density. There's levels of consciousness. There's le levels of cognitive um, processing. All of us have access to those. To believe that where you're at is some kind of a ward. Spiritual ego. <laughs> so I also have a lot of um, problems with other things, but I'm going to drive into some of the major things. And I would say that it's very crucial that we just practice uh, oneness, dharma, service, compassion, empathy, and openness. So when I start to look at certain things and the egotistical side of spirituality and I want to look at this from my own perspective as to break it down as a learning lesson for myself laying it out there using um, JP did this where you use terminology or language to cover up or to corral people so that you're not wrong um, you also avoid being really vulnerable we can use language and terminology as a disguise as a mask so that um, we magically <laughs> move through a crowd and people don't recognize our insecurities so we tend to cover up things using spiritual terminologies words or concepts one of the things that I also like, okay, so I'm odd, right? I embrace it. I stopped wearing my mala for a particular reason. And it was also about this because attempting to look like or dress like or sound like 
a quote-unquote awakened person. I think we adopt a certain trend. And it's not that it's wrong, but it is a kind of... Spirituality isn't really a trend. And once it's trending, then now we're back to religiosity, like Bill Maher. (laughs) So that's a part of it. Um, I think this also flows into trying to covertly convert people to your way of thinking through how you present yourself. You, you could be speaking as a way to convert others. I think I've done that as well when it comes to alien topics, right? Because I'm very passionate and I know that we can confuse passion with kind of preaching and, um, searching the flock and that's these are things that are gen, generationally interwoven with our experience um, they are pre-programmed due to social conditioning with the people that actually created us and raised us so one of the other things I feel is very important here is that we flaunt how spiritual we are on social media we post photos Oh, wow, man, I'm sitting in front of the pyramid. I'm guilty. I got a couple pyramid pictures that floated out. But, you know, I I often say, uh, again, to raise your own vibration is to recognize your vibration and to just embrace it and to become one with it rather than debilitating it by low-density things. Um, I went through and I do a purging, right? I process my videos. I process my, my posts, my pictures on YouTube, on Instagram, and I constantly renew and I breathe in and then exhale. So as I'm breathing in and downloading and gaining information and insight, I'm in a growth factor. And as I exhale, I'm releasing and I'm letting go. And I let go of the same imagery of the same words and things. I'm not that person any longer. So as I develop so does my person, my, my, my image of who I see myself at. And I want to be very proactive in that. I don't want to just look like I'm spiritual, right? I've gone through, and again, is this coming from spiritual ego? It may be. I don't think it is, but it could be. And if it is, I'll embrace it and reflect on it. I've posted pictures of going through different things, whether it was skin cancer or um, the big C-19 or death or loss or things like that, lost jobs, things like that, right? Now, was I posting it with the idea of sharing my experience? Yes, I was. But is there a place or a space where my spiritual ego could have edged in silently and supplied some of these pieces of my life to prove that I'm spiritual? I suppose it could. Um, We have to look at it from an honest perspective. This is how we know. This is how an alcoholic knows they're an alcoholic is when they can honestly say, yes, I drink too much. Yes, it's a problem. Yes. I'm going to address it. I'm going to do it day by day. This is why this is a daily walk. And I feel that that's part of this. And, you know, here's the other thing. I think that spiritual ascension um, or trying to transcend the uh, 
physical body to leave this body and to be in a heightened state of complete fifth dimensional access and having this 5D sex and all this other ridiculous bullshit. I'm not trying to insult you, but that's part of spiritual narcissism, attempting to transcend this beautiful, physical, kicking, screaming, yelling, dancing, dirty, sweaty, sexy, juicy, delicious fucking life to be this quote-unquote dismembered, disembodied, godlike quality that dances in the stars. Now, I want to bring down godlike information and apply it here in the practical way. And if that's not you, you know, we don't need a Superman. We need people that see the world. The other one is that, and this just goes with it, right? Over publicizing, boasting about how great you are. And this is where I find um, I have a lot of um, recoil. This really rubs me the wrong way. And I've tried to do this because it's supposed to be one of the things you do to build your brand. And honestly, it just makes me nauseous to build a brand. I'm just going to be here. And if you find me and you're listening and you love it, freaking awesome, fantastic. But I just, uh, building a brand is just, I've tried it and had a t-shirt line and all this other stuff and I just dropped it. I had a podcast before and I had so many thousands of people following it and I just deleted it. And I know people might think that's irrational, but it really wasn't. It was, I'm not here to step on the spiritual acclaim train. And if you are, you're a spiritual narcissist. If you need a title, if you need to feel like, well, I'm here and I'm doing this and I'm this and I'm son of God and I'm a special agent for spirit, uh, you're a narcissist. You may not be a full-fledged narcissist, but you're definitely accessing your ego. And I don't think it's appropriate. And if I do it, I'll, you, I don't even need you to tell me because I'll recognize it, right? Um, one of the other things is believing somehow that your connection to God, source, the divine is deeper than anybody else's. This isn't true. Um, God loves everybody. Source shows up for everyone the same way. Um, some people just aren't listening. Plain and simple. Like the naughty kid in class, just not listening. And, you know, that's, that's how it happens. That's how it, how it rolls out. I said one time that what if everybody that has their head up their ass or their head in the sand that we think is not showing up actually did already and that's just their placeholder, that's the bookmark for all the bad kids like us that didn't learn the first time through so now we're having an awakening event and we feel special and God's like, okay, so if I let you feel special, maybe you'll pass the class. So we're like special ed and then everybody that we're trying to, to train and change and help actually isn't even here. That's just the, the hull of who they were and we're helping the memory and they're actually helping us ascend. What if that was the case? It's possible. Anything is possible. And that's the beauty of being in this plane of existence. One of the other things that I wanted to just tap into and I, I feel that it's the it's kind of that um, key cornerstone is if you aren't curious about life and you're not receptive to life, chances are you're accessing ego, right? 
And if you're just nice and polite and you say things to please people or placate people, if you're pandering for followers and you don't ever speak up and drop an F-bomb or say something that is bold, that is beautifully bold, if you, and not on purpose, it's just who you are. If you're not being who you are for all of us and you put on this song and dance, then that's ego. You're experiencing spiritual, spiritual narcissism. So this resistance to also, um, I think, claiming access, again, to special and exclusive spiritual knowledge that others can't because of your bloodline or who you sat next to on the plane or you know, your mom, your dad, I grew up, I was a shaman in the jungle. It doesn't matter. All these things are, are wonderful, but every one of us has a guru and a shaman inside of us. And I think that once we start really danger, getting out of this danger zone and we realize that the spiritual ego is really the dark side of spirituality. And it's actually this arconic energy when, like the law of attraction, no offense to Rhonda Byrne, but that was one of the most um, belittling things that ever happened to us because it moved what is magic into what is materialism. And it was like giving guns to six-year-olds because people are firing off all this manifestation, trying to make it work, some success, some fail. And people forming opinions about what spirituality is or isn't based on propaganda and profit and all of this material success. So we confused um, heightened levels of source and illumination with uh, what we could shine a light on and earn a living. I'm guilty, so I'm not throwing shade. Um, I want to have a great life, but if we were to be realistic, if you have everything you need and you're in the know and you know Source and God and you enjoy service, you can have a great life without having to gain large amounts of what the world construes as success. So, one of the things, too, is that the spiritual ego is really, it's not, I don't want to say that it's dangerous because I don't want to define it that way because I don't think that it's a malicious intent because I know when my ego was accessed, I wasn't doing it maliciously. Um, it's just that merging of trying to make it through life and to learn about love and who you are. But the spiritual ego, if we access it too much, it is a, a great limiter. It will limit your growth, right? It's going to be, it's going to slow down your transformation. And it's going to trap you in this cycle of death and rebirth. Because I do believe it accesses fear for much of its energy. And the idea that you think you've already arrived and you've already ascended, that is is um, never the case. No one arrives, not even God. 
God is continually and perpetually creating and growing. So as infin infinity flows, right? Figure it out. There is no stopping point. There is no glass ceiling. There is no, I got it, right? I think it's probably one of the craziest things to think that you've arrived or become enlightened or your superior is um, kind of a God complex. And we really need to let that go and come back to consciousness and come back to the center and admit to ourselves that really this um, chasing the rabbit or chasing our tail, either one, is what's making us really unhappy because if you believe this is awakening and you still are considering that you have to chase um, all these different worldly things that you've brought into awakening, what's different? So seek clarity. Seek to release this. Seek to be one with openness and honesty. And this is really what it means to do shadow work, right? We'll do a show about that later. As for now, this episode of In Deep Shift has ended. Be sure to subscribe for future conversations on topics that will tie spirituality with practicality. Basically a common sense approach to creating love, excitement, and clarity. Don't forget to subscribe down below. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, find me on YouTube or on Instagram at Ryan Keys to Life. And if you go to anchor.fm slash shift, you can actually send me a verbal vocal audio message. And I can even include it in a show if you have a question. Peace, light, and love. And namaste, your 